proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, thankful that you are with us this hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler all here. Happy Gilmore, Stretch Armstrong, Rick and Bubba University students earning their degree in common sense. Now it's superpower. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. I would like to tell Greg something. We had a little bit of a mix up on our breakfast order this uh, I morning. That. Let me tell you what I'm happy about. I, I, the way that I've been ordering that breakfast burrito, I am correct that I do dislike the way it's originally done. Dislike? Yeah, the way I that one I just ate of yours confirmed to me why I don't order it that way. That's still a good one, the one I had. He he ate mine instead of the yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't. He got them mixed up. He hey, didn't realize I'd ordered burrito hey Rick, too. Hey, hey, Rick, you don't like those little hash browns on there, okay, buddy? Ooh, I it, and I wondered if I was wrong about that. I just ate it, and I realized I was right. So he jumped off in there and didn't realize there was He'll two. I've noticed, Rick, and it, it, look, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. You'll jump in there and grab the first thing you think is yours. Can I tell you why? <laughs> because we've, I've, I was the solo breakfast burrito guy. I know, I know. And so, in a, in a, in a horrible comedy of errors, <laughs> when I walked in, the burrito that was mine was turned upside down with no writing on it, just silver, and it looked kind of square. It didn't like, look like, like a, a sandwich. You know why? Because you didn't have the hash rounds in it. Right, and then the one that looked like a tube. You know, uh-huh. which would have been a whatever was laying there. You know what it said on it? Breakfast burrito. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, heck, that must be mine because I eat one every the last several days because, you know, I cool. You're big on it right now. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Not not the way I just ate it. I'm not big on that. <laughs> but the way I told him he'd taken a bite off of it. And I said, well, then was, I looked and it was a it large was half bite. gone. Yeah, it was a large bite. Yeah. So Don't take big bites. So I think you can try the way I like it. And then, you know, we can be like brothers and do the same time. Okay. <laughs> or you can just say, no, I'm sticking with my kind. I'll tell you this. From now on, if I order it again, I'm ordering it the way you like it in case you grab the wrong one again. Was you? <laughs> yeah, because that'll be fine. Is that too much to ask? No, it's no problem at <laughs> okay, all. Okay, yeah, just so, get the same thing. I need to I branch out. I'm, I'm a little boring with my breakfast. I need to branch I'm out. I'm boring the same thing as my baby brother. I love seeing y'all get along like this. Yeah. This is yeah. really good. Well, how about me not saying, you know, there in uh, old Rick, would have just said to baby brother, "Hey, sorry, I bit out of your burrito. It looks like you got one with a bite out of it." <laughs> yeah, hey, and let's go. Let's flash back if we go back to when we're like eight and nine. Mm. That'd have been five. That's, that's a dust up. That's a, that's a dust up. That's right a dust there. up. Would you have grabbed something and hit hit him with it? Oh, it he I, threw got, something at him. For one sure. of the worst fights we got in was over a piece of cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He did the fake where he taps me. He goes, "Oh, look!" And I looked, and he grabbed my cornbread and shoved it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was on. And the next thing Swinging. that happened was, was a punch to the face. And here we go. And we're on now. And then we I had a bloody nose, but I fought back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of supper. <laughs> yep. Did you have to take it out? Mom ended it. Yeah. She, did. she ended it. She handled it. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. All right, problem handling it. No. Y'all want to hug it out right here? No, good? that's all we did. So hug it day. out, hug it out. I'd like to have a breakfast burrito like my baby brother. <laughs> so, uh, so <laughs> let's order the same because we're little brothers. Okay, Rick eats mine again. Okay. All right, so. Because he won't look. Hey, hey, that's right, because he rushes in there like a big old large one. Okay, all right. <laughs> Here comes, here comes big man. You gotta grab some. My gosh, you had an eight since twelve hours. <laughs> All right, so Trump, uh, the impeachment trial continues. Alan Dershowitz is only, he said, "Look, I'm only here. You're hearing his own words. We won't play the whole thing. It's an hour." But uh, his uh, his statements last night. He said, "It really politics aside. I'm here to defend the Constitution mm. because I love America, and we can't let the Constitution." be attacked and destroyed, and that's what's going on here. So listen to Alan Dershowitz, uh, and he'll go back through you know the history of our country. We're not going to play the whole thing. Probably you know first 
two, three minutes of it or something like that, maybe a little longer, but here it is. It's a great honor for me to stand before you today to present a constitutional argument against the impeachment and removal, not only of this president, but of all and any future presidents who may be charged with the unconstitutional grounds of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. I stand before you today as I stood in 1973 and 1974 for the protection of the constitutional and procedural rights of Richard Nixon, who I personally abhorred, and whose impeachment I personally favored. And as I stood for the rights of Bill Clinton, who I admired, and whose impeachment I strongly opposed. I stand against the application and misapplication of the constitutional criteria in every case and against any president without regard to whether I support his or her parties or policies. I would be making the very same constitutional argument had Hillary Clinton, for whom I voted, been elected and had a Republican House voted to impeach her on these unconstitutional grounds. I am here today because I love my country and our Constitution. Everyone in this room shares that love. I will argue that our Constitution and its terms, high crimes and misdemeanors, do not encompass the two articles charging abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. In offering these arguments, I stand in the footsteps and in the spirit of Justice Benjamin Curtis, who was of counsel to impeach President Andrew Johnson, and who explained to the Senate that, quote, a greater principle was at stake than the fate of any particular president. And of William Everts, a former Secretary of State, another one of Andrew Johnson's lawyers, who reportedly said that he had come to the defense table not as a partisan, not as a sympathizer, but to defend the Constitution. So you see what Dershowitz is saying. It doesn't matter the politics of this. And he goes on and on and on about our history and our founders and James Madison and, and all of this. He says this is a defense of our country and the Constitution, period. And the charges the Democrats are bringing against Donald Trump, if these charges were brought by any party against any president, they do not stand the test and they do not meet the criteria that is clearly laid out uh, to impeach a president and remove him. It, they didn't have the right case against Andrew Johnson. They didn't have the right case against Nixon. He just stepped down because of politics. They didn't have the right case against Trump, uh, Clinton, and they don't have the right case against Trump. And, uh, and none of them that have been attempted in our history, which is why no president has been removed, meet the standard required by the Constitution. He tells you that he voted for Hillary Clinton. Now, certainly, that we may all go, I can't believe that. I thought he loved the Constitution. Mm. Um, uh, maybe Alan Dershowitz only likes the Constitution when it comes to impeachment. But, 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 I, but I will say this. You do hear, and I think it's a breath of fresh air, because there's, there's no partisan motivation from him at all. He's just saying, we, you cannot do what you're trying to do according to the Constitution, Period. Period. These terms you've chosen are the wrong terms, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Those two terms are not a crime, and they do not meet the demand to impeach and remove a president, period. And uh, and if you get a chance to go watch the whole thing, he goes back into our history and 
and I mean, he goes about an hour, but, mm-hmm. but it'll he, be in show notes. He, he's he, he's trying to say you need to know the history of this country, and you need to know that what the founders intended. He went he went as far as to say you you, and he's talking to the Congress. He said, "What y'all are trying to do is move us to a a Britain type parliamentarian democracy, and that is not that is not what the founders of this, this is a constitutional republic." And the way they set up the presidency and they set up the separation of powers, we are not a parliamentarian government. And he said, and what y'all are trying to do is turn us into one, and that will be the demise of this country. And you, you, you do not have the authority to do what you're trying to do, period. You know, clearly you can remove a president, but it has to be such a high level. Well, how about it has mean, to meet it, the standard? It has to be treasonous. It has to meet the These charges don't meet the standard. It has but to no. be just treasonous beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, and a lot of all of them, have been, hey, we, we caught you. You're walking on the line here, right. so we want to, you know, make political hay out of it. But when you remove a president, which we've never done, I, that's that's a boy. That's a high order because now you you nullified an election, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, that's something that I think the Senate would you know has to measure very very carefully. Well, they're going to have a real problem with Dershowitz because he keeps saying I'm using the terms that you've chosen, and the terms you've chosen do not meet the standard. Right. Period. So, um, and, and he's a, he's a Democrat. Yeah, doing something I don't like or whatever is not. Even even if I, I don't even think really a quid pro quo on that would be justifiable. Well, he he, he says we have, and you said Cause, it because presidents do that all the time. Yeah. yeah, he said what you've already said. We can't start this. Yeah. If we start this, we we lose the constitutional republic. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, we're back. 866, we be big. So we put uh, the entire presentation uh, of Dershowitz in show notes if you want to go watch it. Um, and uh, it, it's worth a look. I mean, you can, uh, I, I think it's good for, for history, uh, for us to kind of refocus as we've drifted away from the bottom line. And the bottom line is. There must be a defense of the Constitution, uh, no matter how much everybody wants to play top, uh, politics. So, continuing this, uh, we we do have another Trump victory today. I'm very proud of myself. Supreme Court has has ruled once again uh, in favor of Trump. Five four in favor of the Trump administration that green card applicants can be denied permanent residence if they are or will become public charges. So now what they're saying is, and this is something that Trump's been pushing for, if you're an immigrant that comes in and you're likely to use Medicaid, food stamps, housing vouchers, um, and you're just coming and you're a drag on the system that's already, you know, not able to fully keep up with the demand, you can be denied. In other words, you have to bring something to the table. You have to come in with a job. You have to have a reason, yeah. you know, and, and you can filter out just everybody coming over the border going, take care of me. Take care of me. Right. I'm a public charge. Right. Yeah. Now, AOC and the demos, you know, of course, don't care for this. They're saying that uh, this is a wealth test. No. They said uh, that the American dream, I'm quoting AOC here, isn't a private club with a cover charge. It's a possibility of remaking your future. 
understand that. And there's always cases where people who are temporarily down on their luck might need help. But in a system that is already just used to the max now, to the buckling point, we can't just keep opening the gate and say, if you need us to take care of you, come on in. Right. We, you have to bring something to the table. And this is not necessarily a new idea. If you go back and look at our immigration policies back 100 years ago, you had to bring something to the table. I mean, you had legal to, immigration. Yeah. yeah, you had to come in. You had to ha- have to show an education situation. You had to have, you know, some job skill situations. This is not totally new, but something that I think is long overdue because we're just being flooded with people going take care of me. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's that way. They are people that come in that are very hardworking uh, and have played a very key part in our economy, and that's the people we want. Well, we do, and, and like you said, it, it sounds like it. I know the AOCs of the world, I guess they just think that the American taxpayer just has a never-ending supply of money uh, that goes on and on and on. Look, I may be in a situation where I have 15 sandwiches to help people eat, and if, if, if 100 people show up, uh, you know, I can take the sandwiches and, You're a little short. and I'm a little short and then to get, and then not, then I look, I don't have any money to get any more sandwiches. So then I guess I have to go steal sandwiches from somebody to, to get the, so where, where would these other sandwiches come from? So what, what we're saying is, look, we, we are a bankrupt country. Okay. I know you we're in debt. We're, 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 we're yep. in, we're in terrible, terrible debt. And we've gotten in this debt because we've built government programs with very little responsibility are very little standards in order to receive them, and there's been a horrible abuse of these programs. Um, and so, what we're saying is, if, if until we can get this back on top of, we can get on top of this a little bit. Our own citizens really need to have access to what we have, and we and, and we don't have enough for just anybody who shows up saying, "I'd like to have some too." Right. So we're really doing what we've done throughout our history in legal immigration is we're vetting out and saying. If you're going to be a drag on a system that is already in trouble, that's not to the benefit of the citizens of this country. So we we need to have the right to have that part of our vetting. Yeah, and and, and, and the Supreme Court has agreed five to four that 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 that, that is a reasonable request from the Trump administration. And, and I think too, this is just atypical of AOC and the squad and their her bunch. Uh, referring to it as a wealth test. There's no wealth test. Nobody's having to show how much money they got no. in the bank to get in. Mm. But it's just that typical playing uh, of classes against each other, which most socialists do. Um, that's their battle cry. Well, it's an abuse again. You know, we, we, we have the, look, if you're seeking asylum and you're fleeing a tyrannical government that, you know, is after you, we will give you asylum. And then before you know it, everybody claims they're fleeing a tyrannical government. And then we decide we don't want to vet that out anymore. And if you vet it out, you're a racist. I mean, we, we have to be, you know how sometimes people say you got to get your big boy pants on? Yep, yep. Sometimes, and we have this in the leadership that we have now, you have to sometimes be a leader that says, I'm going to do what's right, and I'm not going to listen to every mob that screams at me that I'm evil. And i, I got to lead. I, yeah. I, I've got to say this is the right thing for the country. This is the right thing for the Constitution. This is the right thing for the future of, of Americans. Uh, this is how it needs to work. Immigration is a wonderful thing. We have legal immigration. But it is not a sin, nor is it a crime, nor is it evil for a sovereign country to be able to vet out by standards that are the best thing for the country, people coming into their country. Yeah. It, that's a reasonable thing. Nothing evil about that. No.
And no, I don't uh, think so either. And so, uh, so it, but it, but it makes great hay if you oh, are a, yeah, a, a, a all kind of headlines. Well, if you're wealth tax, if you're yeah. a socialist, you know, yeah. Don't sure. forget though, what the socialists want is for everybody to be equally miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except, except them. for them. Except for the leadership. The ruling right. class. The ruling class lives a completely different way. And again, we're we're winning a few of these uh, cases, but you know that five four split is so critical. These appointments so critical. to the supreme to, to the Supreme Court they are crucial. Yes, they are. Uh, Randy, Panama City, Florida. Hey, Randy, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Great. Good. Yeah, I, I don't think people realize what kind of money these these idiots. Excuse my language. That you know, if the Green Deal will is a stack of hundred dollar bills, uh, right at sixty thousand miles high. Bernie Sanders' uh, health care is uh, roughly thirty thousand miles high of hundred dollar bills. And would cost each American one hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars a piece, every man, woman, and child. Well, I don't yeah, have that kind of money. Well, no, and 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 how about this? Neither does our country. So we just we just we play Monopoly. We just pretend like we have money that we don't. Yeah, have. you just you just print money to keep it going, and that makes what's already printed less valuable. It's a it's it's a mess. It really is. And I don't, and because of politics, it's like no one wants to say we need to start. Look, look, look at the debt right now. Adler's putting it up on YouTube. There, there it is, just running 23 away. Trillion. Yeah. So, at some point, you don't you have to address the gigantic elephant in the room. You just can't keep going. Well, I need votes, so I'm going to do another program that we can't afford. I yeah. Mean, well, that's I mean, the thing. At, people, at some point, you have to stop. People who have to get elected to office have to bring something to the people and they're you know they've just time and over time they keep doing this and doing that to you know to 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 literally buy votes and yeah. you can't you can't just be Santa Claus all the time somebody has to pay the bill in January well what you're doing is you're saying I'm going to get mine and I want to be part of uh, you know a, a a political position for a period of time and it'll be a sweet gig and I'll get a couple of book deals out of it in a speaking tour and I know that there's a generation somewhere that's going to pay the price for what I'm doing, but I'll be dead before then. And and we're borrowing it from ourselves. I know there's this concept that we're borrowing it all from foreign investors. That's not true. Only about 25, 28% is from overseas. We're borrowing it from our social security system and all that. It's, it's really a pyramid scheme. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show eight six six. We be big is our number. Oh, oh, look at him! We're going to the uh, phones now. Thirty seconds a pop. Largest number of people. Shortest amount of time. Thirty seconds. You'll hear old buzzer. Your time on the program will come to a close. Helmsy's got a timeout. So does Bubba. About half the lines are already engaged, which leaves half available to those of you that may be dialing right now. 866-WE-BE-BIG. We start with Chris out of Asheville, Alabama. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Get them phones are trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone trolling. Hello, Chris. Welcome to Rick and Bubba, and go. Hey, pick me. Pick me. Oh, hey, boy, that is a flashback. Pick me, baby. Hey, you're talking about the government and the debt and everything. How far have you guys dug into Andrew Yang? The reason I ask, he's got a lot of good ideas, and uh, he's really wanting to kind of bridge the gap, too. I mean, he was the only one that thought that they should bring the DNC debates to Fox, 
and everybody else was scared to do it. But uh, he's like, hey, if we want to engage the other side, we need to uh, bring the other side in. I've heard this from several, me, baby. from several other people, but I haven't given him enough to really know if that's true or not. The little bit that I've looked at Andrew Yang, he kind of comes across as a loon to me. I mean, I'm not saying that on this particular yeah. topic he might not make some sense. I, What's his deal? My I, overall I assessment of Andrew, Andrew Yang would be, I don't want to But I've heard <laughs> that same statement from multiple people really? saying, hey, Helms, you need to check this guy out. Okay. I'm not saying get on the that's Yang how they get train. You. Is that how but, they said it? You, know, <laughs> you say Yang train? Well, that's all <laughs> if you just joined us, we're speaking <laughs> of Andrew Yang. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's the uh, here, he comes. here comes long hair. Here's our Democrat. U- he's the UBI guy, Universal Basic Income guy. He wants to give everybody a thousand dollars a month. That's this guy. That's and, Andrew and he, Yang. Wait a minute. He's the guy we face going to handle the debt. That, he's trying to give everybody a thousand. That is a, a, Andrew Yang. Well, then, UBI. Uh, You're yeah. going to hear a lot about that. UBI. Wait a minute. Anybody? <laughs> Universal what? Basic Check this income. guy out. Hear <laughs> what that gets right here. You know what that gets? Good <laughs> night. Okay. So, there, there you go. Yeah, all right. Thanks, long hair. You're going to hear a lot about UBI, guys. Everybody wants free money. Yeah, I thought that was an intestinal disorder. Yeah. Guys, it's the Yang Gang. Yang Gang. The Yang Gang. Yang, Yang Gang. But does the Yang Gang get on the Yang train? Uh, well, they're wanting to get some. Have you ever heard the Yang Gang get on the train and sing? <laughs> we continue. <laughs> Will, Will and Hoover, okay. listening to us on ZZK, we'll bring it. Hey, guys, I have got the greatest business plan for y'all, and this is all for free. I'm going to give it to you. Since you you can take 15 sandwiches and feed 100 people, y'all have got to go in the restaurant business. <laughs> <laughs> I think we attempted to feed 100 people with 15 yeah, sandwiches. and. Yeah. Let me say the Rick and Bubba restaurant. It was glorious for it was. <sighs> it was like a. It was like a flare. It just. It was. It was. Good. It was I so bright. It. it just. It was just there. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Hunter and Coleman. Hunter, welcome to the program. Morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just want to come on and say that I don't believe that the Republican Party or the Democratic Party is going to save this country, save this world. I think it's going to take something completely new our country's never seen. But I do believe that Donald Trump is pro-American, and he's fighting for this country. And if you are 19, 20, 21, 22, you need to get out there and educate yourself and really look at what these people are trying to put into you and internalize that and see how you really feel about that because we need to get out there and really support us. Yeah, I think you, your point, I'm not sure about you know the third-party thing has never really worked, but I think the, the, the bigger point you make, I think you're right. Republican, Democrat, let's put that aside. Certainly you got to find a party, party that you, know, you think uh, represents your, your belief system, but I like what you're saying about, I think it's what Alan Dershowitz is trying to say, who I would disagree with probably politically on a lot of things, we need to educate ourselves on what type of country that the founders intended because their really experiment produced the highest standard of living in the world. It's certainly not perfect because you're dealing with flawed people in a flawed world. But we, we need to, young people, you need to learn the Constitution. You need to know how this country was set up from from its conception, and we need to stay inside those principles to leave those for any political party, Republican or Democrat, is a mistake. So your your greater point is we need to understand, you know, because you get generations down the road, and you look through you look throughout Scripture, you see this over and over again, as a generation forgets to pass it on, a generation forgets to say here's here's the country you live in. 
Here's why you live in this country. Here's what the founders intended. Here's how the Constitution works. This is what a constitutional republic is. Here's how that operates. Here's why that operates. Here's what limiting government, limited government is what has made our country great. Every time we've got outside of those limits, we've paid a terrible price. And then you maybe get a generation that tries to take us back and put the government back inside the Constitution. That would be wonderful, whether it has an R, D, or whatever letter it's got by it. Yeah, but there's no fun in that, Rick, and it's you right. can't sell it. It's not giving right. anybody something for nothing. That's I know it's a tough deal. But back to this, you know what that is? And this is my new theme because I've really, you know, when you wrestle with something and finally it dawns on you, hey, a lot of you just need to go to a different country. Y'all want this country to do things that this country doesn't do. <laughs> that so, you, that so, you claim is right. so good, and there's countries doing that. So why don't you, you know, yeah. invest in them? And I don't mean that in, hey, man, you hit the road. I'm being honest. Love it or leave it. <laughs> I, I'm not doing all that. I'm being honest, guys. You, you've you yeah. found yourself, like, you'd be like me moving to Canada and complaining about their health care. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew when I moved to Canada that's how they do health care. So if, if I don't prefer that, I shouldn't have gone there. You you're trying to make this country be something that it's not. I don't like the Second Amendment. Well, that I'm sorry. That's this country has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. It was, I don't Rick, like. I don't like limited government. That. Well, then you're in the wrong country. I don't like a constitutional republic. Well, well, find you one. Wait a minute. Well, you, 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 you know, I mean, I hate to. Wait a minute. Oh no. Is this a constitutional republic? <laughs> He's lower than you. Yeah, he is. I thought it was a parliamentarian thing. Put his head back. What about What's democracy? <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh, you really have that squad for a while. <laughs> the balls between. Uh-huh. Hey, you're in a constitutional republic. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're wanting the country to be something that it's not. Oh, this, wow. not this is. You, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you're saying. Can you you see me standing up there in Tiananmen Square screaming? What am I doing? What's happening? What's all this communist stuff? Uh, yeah. Shocking, I mean, isn't it? Uh, so, by the way, looking at some of Yang's proposals, he's he's way out there too. He's you know for this universal income, he's uh, I mean he come uh, on, Rick, it's it's the normal come things on. you would think. Hey, so he he wants to uh, Dang, stop Yang. mass incarceration. He wants no cash bail, uh, you know, or, or decrease pre-trial cash bail. Uh, he's for you know legalizing everything under the sun. It's just the same old stuff. Hey, dang, Yang, <laughs> Jesse in Alabama. Good luck, Jesse. Welcome. How hey, you guys, have you good? How are y'all doing today? Good, good. Have you ever done the math on how many days you actually have to work to pay your taxes if you're in like uh-huh. let's say the twenty five percent tax bracket? I'm afraid I haven't, and I hope I never think of it again. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, work because, for the government well, it, up to like May, or yeah. in some cases uh, August or, yeah. or September. Yeah, yeah sixty five days is right around three months worth of work you have to pay work just to pay your taxes. Yeah, I I, I work longer than that for the government. No, I, I, I get on into the summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I go on vacation, I tell Sherry, I said, "Hey, we make we making money for ourselves now," <laughs> and that's when we go for right, the last week of June. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's and and see the re, the reason why they've been income tax was a sinister, evil but brilliant move because and they, and the the thing where they take it out of your check was brilliant, evil and sinister, but brilliant. Because you never really realize how much they're, they're, they're how much they're, what's that? I'm trying to find a nice word here. Mm. How much they're duping you. Yeah, how much they're taking from you. And how much, hey, you're, we're getting railroaded. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, they like to think, hey, I got a tax return. Mm. You know, well, yeah, that meant the government <laughs> taxed you more than you were supposed to, and then they gave you no interest on it, and they sent some of it back. 
That's not income. It was yours to begin with. That that's not free money. That that was money that was robbed for you, and somebody just brought it back. I mean, that that's that, I mean, you didn't you didn't make any more money. Mm. I can't wait to get my tax return. <laughs> you know, it's like no, no, that that's not good. You really hope that you end at zero, mm. because then you got taxed at the right amount, and uh, so. These things are just—I mean—they're—they're they're sinister, is what mm-hmm. they are. Uh, we continue, Chris and Pelham. Chris, welcome to Rick and hey Bubba. Guys, hey, uh, hey, buddy. Hey, hey guys, quick comment. Uh, first off, if you want to go to Canada, they do have a wealth test. Not saying I've looked into it in the past, but you're going to have to show you can pay your own way to get in there. Oh, yeah, oh whoa, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> is as a uh, a committed capitalist, I understand that sometimes you invest in assets that aren't necessarily profitable at the time but have the potential for making money in the future. So don't you think if we bring some of these folks in that, you know, maybe lost everything in Syria or Guatemala, you know, help them out for a year or two, they get on their feet, they work hard, they pay it back, you know, they hang drywall or pick chickens for 20 hours a day, whatever, and, and eventually become upstanding. Yeah, but how do you know? I mean, how do you know what's a good investment and a bad investment? And that's why you have a vetting system is you're trying – I mean, you wouldn't just invest in anything I threw at you. You'd want me to make a case on why you should invest in it, wouldn't you? And, and uh, I think you'll you'll have some of that. We're not going to no. say they're not going to lock the gate, and you have to show them, uh, you know, uh, uh, what your net worth is to get in. No, it's not that. But but we're not just going to flood the system with people coming in that have no hope. I mean, you got to have, like he was talking about. What about we say you have a marketable skill? What do you do? What evidence do we have of that? Are you, right. are, can you are you a bricklayer? You're a roofer? You're a framer? What do you do? You know you got to have something. Do you're a mechanic? Are you? Yeah. You know we used to do it too by education. And, and, I, and I go think, back and look at how yeah. we used to do it back in the 1800s. You, you'd be shocked at some of the demands we put on people. And I think up. one of the things that you're missing too is I think once again you're kind of confusing a scenario involving individuals and what the individuals would like to do versus the government. I, I think we try to make the government do what we're supposed to do as a church and as individuals. That's not the role of government. And and every time they do it, they do it poorly. They're, they never handle it very well, and we all end up as citizens paying a terrible price. You know, So it's, it's really kind of apples and oranges that you're talking about. I understand the concept, uh, but you know what we're trying to stop is people who are taking advantage of of the country not really coming here for a yeah. second start. Same thing happened with our emergency rooms. One of the biggest lies you're told is that we deny people uh, health services. We do not. Uh, they they just go they just go to the, the emergency room and then the hospitals treat them and then the hospitals get money back from the government for the money that they lost taking care of these people that come to the emergency room. We are through the government and your taxes taking care of people who come to the emergency room and don't have insurance. Don't let anybody tell you we're throwing them out in the streets and they're laying in, in trash piles. That is not true. Uh, as a matter of fact, your, pay, your, your taxes are refunding hospitals after hospitals have lost money and gave them free health care because it was uh, they came through the emergency room, which is why emergency rooms are in the shape they're in. And by yeah. definition, because the government's paying them back, it's not free health care. Correct. Because it's never free. If no you have stuff, no such thing. It costs. No such thing. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. We're back. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Continue with phone calls, then we'll reset her and come back. Thanks for being with us. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Rebecca is in the great state of Alabama. Rebecca, thank you for holding. You're on the Rick and Bubba Show. Go right ahead. 
Good morning, Monkey Grass and Green Acres. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Rebecca. (laughs) Go ahead. So I wanted to go back to Rick's comment about going to another country. And for me, it's kind of like when I choose the church home. I'm not going to go and choose the church home that I'm going to to change into something. I'm going to find the the church that has the same values that I have, that has that meets the needs that I have, have not one that I'm going to go in and make something completely different. Well, I mean, and you that, certainly can make a change. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if you think that that's where God's called you. It, it's really not about the church serving you. It's about you serving the church. So that analogy is a little off. But, but, but she's saying but find I understand somewhere the point. That, ha- that shares her values. I understand the point. And the way she, she thinks that this ought to be carried out. Yeah, you wouldn't go to a church that you know that their theology you think is blasphemy. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. Hey, why are they doing all this stuff in here? Well, you need that when you join this church. So that point I understand. Uh, we continue. Chad, Lincoln, Alabama. Chad, go ahead. Morning, guys. How are y'all? Good, We're great. Good, good. good. I was uh, calling this morning, you know, talking, seeing things about the uh, CNN making fun of the hillbillies, mm. the Trump hillbillies, et cetera. Mm. And then I got to thinking, you know, all these people that are in Senate and Congress and, and even these witnesses that were calling in the impe- or wanting to call in the impeachment trial, um, how many of these guys, whenever they take the oath and, and solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God, and they don't even believe in God? How, yeah. how likely are we to believe all of that? <laughs> not, not likely. Look, if I don't think lying is an issue, then I, you know what I'll do? I'll lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, because some, I mean, look, I lied back when I knew it was an issue. Imagine what I'd do if I didn't think it was an issue. Well, uh, I, I mean, I think <laughs> some of them too suffer from this ability to think that morality is all based on them doing what they think is right. So, you know, the, right. they say it, you know, the, the ends justify the means to get there, and they don't think second about it. They don't think one second about blowing by all that. Richard, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Morning. Hey, buddy. Hey, I, uh, my wife migrated to the U.S. We got married in 2001 and then uh, filed for a green card, and you can get multiple green cards. But it's five years after you get your green card before you can file for naturalization. And during that time, uh, they take a record of basically you file your income tax and everything of that nature. And um, so, you know, really and truly, they're looking at you from the get-go and to be able to make a judgment once you get past that point, whether they want you to be in the country or not, um, you have a, you've had a chance to prove yourself. Yeah, so so we're, are we acting like something you know is just now being suggested that has always really sort? If you do it legally, aren't we always vetting people out? I mean, haven't we? Um, been- I, I guess so. Um, I, I guess you know it might be different from different type visas. Yeah, sure. But you you, you kind of just go, you know, uh, they they know everything about you. You have to basically <laughs> yeah. they look everything and vet you. So to to let people in, not going through that process is where people who go through that process, you go, well, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, Why did we go through this yeah. whole process? And then you're going to sit there and yeah. let somebody else come in and, and not even uh, not even go through any background check to make sure that you're going to come in and try to work and, and do yeah. a job and, yeah. and be. Prepared. We have a double standard, uh, yeah. Richard. What did you did you marry your wife and then she come to the states or how, how did yeah, all that play? And, and out? She lived here. Um, 
she lived here. Actually, she got sworn in as a U.S. citizen on December 31st of this year, 17 years to the date after she moved here permanently. Well, that's when, yeah, you're, I hear that all the time, saying people who do the process <laughs> legally, think how they feel when people just want to come in without it. So you, you have a different standard than I did. Uh, eight six six, we be big. Uh, let's go to uh, Dave in Mississippi. Dave, go ahead. Hey, Rick and Bubba, how you doing? Good, We're great. Good. How you doing? Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, politicians have forgotten the first three words of the Constitution. Both sides. It's we the people, not we the Democratic Party, not we the Republicans, not we the Independents. It's we the people. The people. Well, and that was the design, that there, there would be a country that the people would govern themselves. Well, you can't govern yourself if you keep allowing the government that the founders have limited to get outside those limits. Then you lose your ability to govern your own country. Dave, you're right. Uh, we continue. Luke in Mississippi. Luke, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Good morning, Biggin. Hey, buddy. I wanted to comment on what the dude said about the 20-hour sheetrock hanging. Here's here's the argument he's missing. If they want to come hang sheetrock for 20 hours and work hard, they're not going to come looking for handouts anyway. And if they're looking for people to ask, why do we need more vetting, they need to ask the people of all the family members that's been raped and killed by people that wasn't vetted that come over here. Yeah. I personally am tired of working four jobs to pay taxes for people to ride around and do nothing that are perfectly able to work every day. That's right. So you definitely don't want to have people coming to your border that might add to that problem that we already have. It, it was a gross miscalculation, and we were talking about it in the break. You know, James Madison and the framers, they, they made it very, very clear that the government and the taxpayers' money under no circumstance should ever be used for benevolence of any kind. That was not the role of government. And, and, uh, and once we got away from that and got outside of that, then there were some people who sadly mistook human nature and said, well, no one will ride around and take a government check who's mentally and physically able to work. Nobody will do that. Well, that was a gross miscalculation. And, uh, and so to your point, that now, now we have a problem. And if we had just stayed where we're supposed to, see, this would have never happened. Top of the hour, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. It goes back to Benjamin Franklin's comment, we have a republic if we can keep it. Thanks for being with us. If you leave us, have a great day. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Rick and Bubba Show, year 26. And we're still here. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix. Rick and Bubba University students. A happy Gilmore and Stretch Armstrong earned their degrees in common sense. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour. The pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama, Mr. Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, what an honor and privilege it is to sit here in seat number two. Thank all of you for being with us yet again. Yep, 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 yep. Looking ahead uh, this week, honored to be headed to beautiful Baker, Florida, Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church on Saturday, the the, the bold men's conference. Can't wait to be there, and uh, Ed Litton will be speaking, and 
Also, uh, we've got um, um, we've got Amir Kaner will be speaking there. Uh, also, uh, I'll be there with Fred Luter out of New Orleans. So uh, just going to be a great conference. Uh, looking forward to speaking at one of the sessions there on Saturday morning. Uh, so uh, those of you that may be in and around that area, if you want to get tickets to that and be part of that, all those details are at rickandbubba.com under events. Uh, also, February 21st and 22nd, the Pursuit Men's Conference. Uh, well, the tickets are moving now. If uh, you will go ahead and, and get your ticket. What is the date today, gentlemen? When is it? What's the date today? Today's the 28th. Um, you missed it. Okay, never mind. All right, just So go ahead and get your tickets now. Uh, and uh, still, obviously, you can come. There's still tickets available. We had a little special running up through the 27th. Uh, Brody Kroll will be there. Rich Wingo, Bill Searcy, uh, and myself. Michael Adler and Chris Adler join uh, other musicians and, and singers. They'll be handling the praise and worship, and we'll come in and uh, have Friday night sessions and a couple of Saturday morning sessions. Have you out of there by midday on Saturday. And uh, that's Dothan, Alabama at the Dothan Civic Center. Details are at rickandbubba.com under upcoming events. Thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Bubba, can you believe uh, that today's the day that the Space Shuttle Challenger sadly exploded uh, and um, and that was in 1986. Wow, 1986. Same doesn't seem that long. Uh, how, how many years is that now? What is uh, that? Let's see. We're in 2020, so 34. 30. No, 30. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm my bad. Uh, 34. 34. Yeah. 34 years. So. Uh, is that right? I'm trusting mm-hmm. y'all. I'm, <laughs> I think Burgess, it's in the story. Burgess <laughs> jumped right out there with his 34. <laughs> where, where but I, I think it? I got it. I, I think uh, I'm, I think I'm in the ballpark anyway. Uh, so, uh, so at 1986, and we were talking about, uh, the, this is one of those, remember where you were, but to no one's surprise, I don't remember where I was. Uh, but I, I know that Greg well, does. I, I do. I remember where I was. <laughs> yeah, I was in, I was in, uh, an English class in college and somebody come in and said that the <clears throat> space shuttle, which w- I'd been watching coverage that morning. Uh, said that it had exploded, and I thought, man, I, I couldn't stay in there. I had to go. I had to leave and go see what was going on. Most everybody did, best I remember. Now, the, where were you going? Well, I thought they might need me. You never know. <laughs> so, you never know. Bubba, apparently, I was there when needed. The longer that we've worked together, apparently there were several times you left the English class before it was complete. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, that is true. Uh, so, um, so you went out there. What just you just had to? You just well, had I had to see what was going on. It was right. it was very sad. I mean, we that was horrible. We had not experienced uh, people losing their life in the space program for for me while I was growing up. Now, the Apollo One accident was prior to me knowing what was mm-hmm. going on. So uh, and, and we'd never we'd never lost anybody in flight. So that was a that was a big deal, and we were really the, and the, the first teacher in space. Yeah, was we, watching. we yeah. had that. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of attention, and we were really uh, you know pushing the shuttle program to even be more uh, robust and and launch on time and be you know the, have the dollars right for it. Do we have audio of this, Rick? Um, oh boy! So you're gonna right. go there? There it is. Boom. One minute, 15 seconds, velocity 2,900 feet per second, altitude 9 nautical miles, downrange distance 7 nautical miles. Let's back it up here again. Oh, he didn't know what's happening yet. Yeah. I know, but let's, we missed the part where he said throttle up. Oh, you want all that? Yeah. Let's back it up here again. There's that silence where they're trying. Minus 21 seconds. All right, so here we solid, go. Uh, rocket booster engine gimbal now underway. T-minus 15 seconds. Of course, there were people saying we shouldn't launch. Yeah. That's temperature is too low. T-minus 10. Yeah, I tried to tell them. Nine, tried to be sharp. Eight, Got a teacher on board. Seven, Don't want to miss our big PR yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. We have main engine start. Four, three, two, 
one and liftoff liftoff of the 25th space shuttle mission and it has cleared the tower Already got a burn Control program three. confirmed. On the low Challenger range. now heading down range. And back to y'all's point, Bubba, and we did research. They were doomed as soon as it lifted yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Engines beginning throttling down now at 94 percent. Normal throttles uh, for most of the flight, 104 percent. We'll throttle down to 65 uh, percent shortly. Three engines uh, running normally, three good fuel cells, three good APUs. Mm. Velocity 2,257 feet per second. Altitude 4.3 nautical miles, downrange distance 3 nautical miles. Leaks cut into it right now. So the 25th Space Shuttle mission is now on the way after more delays than NASA cares to count. This morning it looked as though they were not going to be able to get off. Seconds. Velocity 2,900 feet per second. Altitude 9 nautical miles. Downrange distance 7 nautical miles. He talked over them, telling them to fly low. Looks like a couple of the uh, solid rocket boosters uh, blew away from the side of the shuttle in an explosion. They don't even know what to do right now. The announcers are in there. Everybody's like, what do we, what do we just see? Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I, I didn't realize how long it went when nobody said anything. I'm talking about people on... We're awaiting word. They're holding their breath just, I'm sure, as everyone else is. You saw it just a few moments ago, about 45 seconds after liftoff. A huge fireball in the sky. We have a report from the flight dynamics officer that the vehicle has exploded. Flight director confirms that. We are uh, looking at uh, checking with the recovery forces to see uh, what can be done at this point. Mm. Mm. Wow. Contingency procedures are in effect. Um, Yeah, I never know this footage is in here, Bubba. That there's so many things falling mm -hmm. to the earth. Do they think we'll that's the capsule right there? We have there was a piece. I don't know if that's... We don't know which one it is. Repeat, uh, we have a report uh, relayed through the flight dynamics officer that the vehicle has exploded. We are now looking at uh, all the contingency operations and awaiting uh, word from any recovery uh, forces in the downrange field. what appears to be a major catastrophe in America's space program. Challenger, only seconds after leaving the launch pad, according to NASA, has exploded in midair. No word yet on if there are any survivors. There it is. 
So, uh, yeah, it was... Um, well, we were glued to the TV mm-hmm. that day, man, trying oh, to find goodness. any information on what was going on, or recovery, you know, hoping to could somehow survive that. Well, and you've seen all the specials on it. This was avoidable. Uh, there were there were people who said, look, we, we, I'm telling you, that this is going to be a problem. And they, they did not... They did not win their argument, and um, you know nobody wants to be right in these situations. No, but, no. but they were people that said this: yeah. that we're we, we this is not the conditions to do it. We got problems, um, and they they kind of they kind of hustled it along um, because of you know just a, it's a great PR moment and all that. But then yeah, it turns out to, to turn, turns out to be a bad PR moment. Yeah, on schedule and in mm-hmm. budget, and like I say, they were they were ramping up mm-hmm. shuttle launches at this point, trying to. Uh, you know, make them very commercially viable, and um, you you know delays were not good. It was an extremely cold night. Uh, they'd already had a design problem with O rings. You know, they'd almost had a burn through on a previous mm. mission. Right, and uh, so out of that, they redesigned that, redid some of the safety uh, issues with it, and tried to eliminate that. Of course, that wasn't the end of the tragedies in the mm-hmm. shuttle program. Mm-hmm. We had another. I know, I know, I know. So you forget about that second one. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one. That one I do remember. The margin, you know, it it was the most complicated machine, and still to this date, it's ever been built. But the mar, and it did some wonderful things. But the margin of error was so close on it, and if you bumped that line, you you got in trouble. Phone calls are next. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Twenty-two minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big is our number. Thank you for being with us. Uh, the space shuttle Challenger explosion on this date in nineteen eighty-six, and um, you know we're discussing that uh, and uh, and taking your phone calls. Uh, of course, Ronald Reagan, president at the time. Uh, we're not going to play his entire speech, but but here's kind of the, the last part of it that is so memorable. Here it is. I wish I could talk to every man and woman who works for NASA or who worked on this mission and tell them your dedication and professionalism have moved and impressed us for decades, and we know of your anguish. We share it. Here's a coincidence today. On this day, 390 years ago, the great explorer Sir Francis Drake died aboard ship off the coast of Panama. In his lifetime, the great frontiers were the oceans, and a historian later said he lived by the sea, died on it, and was buried in it. Well, today, we can say of the Challenger crew, their dedication was, like Drake's, complete. The crew of the Space Shuttle Challenger honored us for the manner in which they lived their lives. We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them this morning as they prepared for their journey and waved goodbye and slipped the surly bonds of earth to touch the face of God. Thank you. So, uh, Ronald Reagan, well, what a communicator. Man, I mean, just when you compare some of the nimrods <laughs> we got out there, including love, you know, Trump, he's fine, but he's, he's not a great communicator. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you hear a great communicator, you realize how – Kind of miss here, how, Ronnie. Does. How average? Mm-hmm. How average a lot of people. Are, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the, uh, I mean, 
That's great. Um, and, and then, Greg, you said you remember where you were. You were you were at Food World. Cutting. Yeah, in the meat department, cutting some center cut pork chops. Really? Yeah. The lady from the bakery came in and told us it's shuttle bus. In Helmsley, you were eight years old. I was eight, and in elementary but, school. And how about being in a bush? Being around. <laughs> well, you know, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. Mm. Thanks for that, Greg. Mm. Kind of ruined that moment. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> but, it is another but, good. Yeah, night. it was. Uh, I was eight. And I remember us, there were a lot of buzz that day mm-hmm. about it because you got a bunch of teachers. Yeah. And there was, you know, technology was not what it, it was, but we did have a few TVs. Yeah. And so I remember us watching it. And then, of course, eight years old, you don't know, you don't know what's going on, but you know that's not right. Oh, yeah, sure. Know? Sure. And so I remember we went home early. Like uh, the teachers were really struggling. And so I, it was probably around lunch or a little after we all went home early from Speedy. school. Speedy. I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And so mullet kind of. Yeah, oh yeah, red mullet. You didn't even blaze didn't even give it anything. Well, he I mean like, hey, I, I remember I remember the the panic and and the how yeah. it all spread and everybody was started talking about it and the confusion at first on what really happened and it was uh I mean it was it was a uh, I mean you just remember you there's certain markers in in life yeah. when yeah. tragic events happen you remember kind of Unless you're Rick, uh, you remember where you were. <laughs> no, 1986, I have no idea when I found out, and odds were it was sometime mid to late afternoon. All right. <laughs> What's going on? Huh? Yeah, when when, well, I, went, when I went out to face the day, I probably, what? What's, what? My neighbor probably yeah. hollered at me. I said, what are you talking huh? Mm. Probably wearing a pair of gym shorts and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, I don't, I don't re- I remember, of course, once I knew what happened, finding out about it. But I, I do not recall when I heard it for the first time. I actually do not. I mean, it may just be I don't have a good memory, uh, so, which I've certainly proven that to be could be the case. Sure, right? and, and you know, that. too, it just uh, you know beyond the loss of personal life, you you think, you know, it's a failure of of a system, and and you know, you were thinking about how long this is going to delay the process to get the thing flying again, and you know, we had a lot of ambitions trying to build a space station and. Uh, commercialized space, and it was uh, it, it was just a it was a tough it was a tough time. I, I I tell you what I do remember vividly because once I did dial in, certainly you start watching the coverage. Uh, I, and I can't get out of my mind is when they showed her parents. Oh yeah, wa- oh, yeah watching watching the explosion and trying to reason what was going on. I I, I that that's horrifying. Well, right. we, I mean, we'd I, had such a good. I, record. I certainly remember the first time I yeah. saw that. We'd had such a good record for so long. I think. Uh, you know, we just kind of expected it, but it, it, you know, told us again how dangerous this uh, this type of work was and, and what they're doing. And, you know, we're we're pushing the edges of what we can engineer for. And, uh, you know, they changed that, too, after this. Uh, uh, relatives of the people on the shuttle were not out in public. They had their own closed-in viewing area. So a lot of things changed. Can we bring this. up what we talked about in the break? Is that – Yeah, what, I was going to ask you, you is, were t- is this historically accurate – that after they got the black box that they now believe they were alive all the way to the water and that some of them were, were reciting the Lord's Prayer? Uh, is that, is that the, urban legend the, or is that real? From what I understand, and again, that's only, you know, underline that, that the crew compartment was blown, you know, it was one of the pieces. They basically had a roll cage type setup around it, and they were in pressurized suits during the launch anyway, and that... Uh, m- several of them were alive and had consciousness as they were falling down. Now, it took them, I don't know, I've seen different quotes. They have uh, no idea right there. Mm-hmm. Y- a minute to mm-hmm. probably two minutes to, to hit the water. But Understood. There was conversation going on, and uh, they, they, you know, I don't know if everybody 
was still alive at that point. Understood. But, uh, some of them were alive and, and knew the situation, what it was. I have heard that, but then I thought to myself, is that, do we know that? Or is that just something, is that as somebody said? Yeah. And um, because I'd heard the same thing. So. Yeah, I'll try to, to verify it again now, but yeah. I, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, and and that, I guess that in the now that recording you cannot find. You're talking about stuff that disappeared. You cannot find that anywhere. But there is, uh, uh, from what I understand, conversation. And I'd heard too that there were were some reciting the Lord's Prayer. Right. I've heard the same can't thing. Can't verify that. Yeah. I, I, right now, I don't yeah, remember. But, you know, it's one I don't the, know what the latest that we go. Yeah, absolute. That is. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you've never no no news agency has reported that that I recall. Of course, they who would. Right. But but there's been I've heard that before, and I can't remember if that was true or that's just something that that was a a theory, uh, mm. that, or that somebody was trying to make up a story mm. that, that which would, will do. Oh, uh, but uh, but I don't know that. But I, I certainly <laughs> heard that in myself, and I can't remember where I heard it. Of course, I don't remember where I was when I first heard the whole deal. So I'm that's not going to right. we're not going go I'm not going to be a very good resource right now. I do remember though dialing into the coverage at some point during oh, the day. Man. And because it was, it was a pretty big deal. And then, like you said, I think we all, I, re- I think I was watching the launch when the second one went up. I mean, watching the whole thing. When that second one, what was that, 94? Yeah, they were coming back in on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh. It brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, we're back. It is uh, 35 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba's show, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I uh, had the honor to be in Pensacola and had a great weekend there, and I was talking uh, to... Uh, to one of the uh, the listeners to our program, and you know what? Uh, as I was talking to him, he said, "Let me tell you one thing. I want to thank you guys for is turning me on to ButcherBox." Uh, he said, "Man, ButcherBox.com." He said, I, "I'll tell you what's kind of shocking is is how much meat you get every shipment that you get designed to you know set up how many." He said, "Man, we just start pulling stuff out," and he was talking about how delicious it was, and and I said, "You know what I told him at that time?" And it's happening right now. I said, "You know what you're going to end up in? You're going to end up in a commercial, mm-hmm. and you you're sitting here loving on ButcherBox. I'll have to talk about our conversation here." <laughs> Uh, because, you know, that really puts a real face on it. Here's a real person who heard it on the show, responded, started ordering it, and was raving about how much they love it. And, uh, and you know what? You could do that as well. Uh, they deliver 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, amazing heritage-bred pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, directly to your door with free shipping. Uh, and it is delicious. And if you're like me, you've been trying you know, a, a little bit of everything that they have. If you haven't tried the wild-caught Alaskan salmon, if you've never ordered ButcherBox before, I'm going to go ahead and get you some of that uh, for free. Uh, so if, if you go to butcherbox.com slash Bubba, that means you can try it you know, without having to pay for it. Of course, you're going to love it. Um, and uh, they're offering new members $20 off the first box plus two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan salmon. And it's, it's that deep orange. You know, I don't know if you've ever had salmon before and it wasn't all that orange. That, that's because it's not fresh. Uh, it, it has that deep orange color to it. It's just so good. Uh, butcherbox.com slash Bubba for $20 off your first box plus two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan salmon free in your first box. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com right there under our sponsors button. So we, we looked at some of the research in the break, and really all that we can find that is official, now certainly there could be things that have been said 
that were unofficial or, hey, keep it down home cuz or, or whatever. But it seems to be that, that it's certainly factual that they believe that at least three members of the crew um, started their manual oxygen. Uh, it seems that the commander of the mission uh, was being tossed about uh, and, and was aware that there was a problem. The word uh-oh uh, is, is heard. Um, on the like you said on the downlink, uh, the communication they, it was garbled, but they, through time they figured out that certainly he knew they were in trouble, and they do believe that it is likely that some, uh, if not all, but definitely some survived the initial explosion. But obviously, when you hit the water at over 500 miles an hour, uh, it will disintegrate and it's unsurvivable. Right. But um, so, but but there's nothing that has confirmed anything beyond that. And like Bubba was saying, you know, the, the the recording on the black box, I guess, has never been made public. Well, and they said it was damaged, you know, right. after the hit and the been. seawater yeah. and everything else. So I, I don't know. You you hear different stories, but keep in mind the crew capsule part kept. They were at forty eight thousand feet, kept going up. They said for about twenty five seconds after that because of the trajectory of it. So it went up to as high as sixty five thousand feet before it turned, and they said it was about two and a half minutes before it went back and hit the water. And three of the astronauts' personal breathing apparatuses had been switched on, and they're not easily turned on. They don't think that the force of the explosion or hitting the water done that, that they would have had to have done that manually. And they had that on them just for emergencies. It gave them about six minutes' worth of oxygen. So who knows? Yeah, uh, don't and, know. and we may never know. But that the, the thing about the Lord's Prayer has been urban. Heard that, it's yeah. urban legend. and. And I don't know whether it's true or not true, but um, that, that we couldn't find any confirmation no. of that. Mm. So, uh, so we'll see. But yeah, I've heard that as well. And I, and I think, and, it, and hey, it may have very well happened. But I think the conviction for me in, in these type things about how fragile life truly is, is is just like you know, anytime someone is already gone, there's always this instinct, and I, I think a, a good instinct. We we're almost desperately try to find something that lets us know that this person was trying to get things right with God before they died. Right. And and what I would challenge Rick Burgess to do is to not wait till after they're dead to have grave concern about that. Is to have grave concern about whether they're right with Christ before they ever die. Right. You know, and and to have that same because that's what that's what the scriptures keeps trying to tell us. Hey, there's an urgency to this, and and you know you. you we all we was coming off that evangelism conference this past weekend, and I've been as guilty of this as anyone. I mean, we can't wait to tell you what restaurant where you should eat or what movie you should see, or you know, we'll tell you all about the things in our life that that we have a passion about. But but then we claim that this is the most important decision any human being could ever make. And we're, what, what is this? What is this apprehension we have that we don't talk about that? Well, you know, that's that's you know, that's kind of private. And. Look, I enjoyed the meal at the restaurant you pointed out to me, but when I die, it's not, it has nothing to do with my eternity. You know, if that was exciting to you, is your faith exciting to you? You know, you don't have to be rude and crude and sanctimonious about it, but if it means a lot to you, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. So, but you see that's our instinctive attitude because once somebody dies, what happens? We're searching to find anything that tells us that that person didn't, didn't, didn't die forever. You know, somehow that person went to heaven. Somehow, Rick, I know somehow they did. Let's let's research everything we can find out about it. Well, we need to have that kind of urgency before they ever die. Mm. Uh, And and I speak. I'm speaking to me about that. 
Uh, we continue. Eight six six. We be big. Thomas in Ozark. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? I'm doing all right. What about y'all this morning? Well, we're getting after it. I hope I hope you're all right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting ready to come up to uh, your neck of the woods right now. Are you really? Well, well, come on through. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I might toot my horn. Yeah, give us a little, <laughs> give us a little toot when you go by. <laughs> Let me let me go ahead and get this out of the way while I while I got it on my mind. I'm gonna bring me and my grandson, and we're looking forward to seeing y'all in Dothan in February. Oh, good. Uh, at the uh, Civic Center. Well, that's gonna be great. I'm kind of really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good. That is gonna be a great weekend, and I can't wait. And I hope that a lot of folks come out for it. Yeah, one of the memories that I have uh, of the uh, Challenger disaster. It was, it, it was one of the darkest days that. That I can remember is that year when that happened, I was living in the Houston area at the time. I was working, or I'm a lifetime truck driver, by the way, mm-hmm. retired now. But I was working for a hazardous waste company, chemical company, that we uh, hauled different types of hazardous waste to chemical dump to let them incinerate it or do whatever they had to do to it. But, uh, we hauled they, the leftover liquid or some kind of leftover liquid whenever those flights went up. The film, that, the pictures that they developed from the flights that were taken, mm-hmm. the liquid, we hauled that to the dump. Okay. Uh, and it was just something that I'll never forget. That was, yeah. it wasn't too long after that. It had gotten to the point where I had to get out of that, uh, so you, you know, you- that type of truck driving. Yeah, because because after this this happened, and then of course we mentioned the other uh, happened in two thousand three, uh, when you're yeah. you know, you're gonna have to haul that stuff away no matter what happens, and it feels one way when it was successful, and mm-hmm. when it was a you know a calamity like these two, it, it's a much different feeling. Yes, it is. I mean, it was. I I can't imagine, uh, you know, how the people felt that that uh, made the decision yeah. to go ahead and send them up when after. Yeah. After it left, they, they, oops, we shouldn't have done this. I know, I know. I, I look forward to seeing you in Dothan with your grandson. Um, yeah, that, um, man, then you, you, this is not, you know, the, you know, there's things where if you get it wrong, it's not a big deal. But, but you, you know, what I've always heard is, don't we always err to, to safety, versus, you know, hey, we, this is going to be a hassle if we have to, we don't do this. It just, I mean, this is like you said, they already knew that these margins were so tedious you know that any little thing that went wrong could lead to uh to tragedy so anyway um some other things talking about this speaking of the more recent one more information is coming out uh, we don't have all the information on the kobe bryant uh calamity and it's it's looking more and more uh like uh the pilot just got up in conditions that uh, that that he shouldn't have gotten up in and you know people it, it's looking more and more like he just veered right into a mountain with everybody on the copter. Now, I want to tell some of you, and some of you are getting aggressive with it, and you're wondering why we're not playing it. There is a fake video mm-hmm. that is circulating of a helicopter crashing that has a rotor yeah. issue. Yeah, that's not it. That is not Kobe Bryant and his family and his friends <laughs> uh, and the pilot. That's not their helicopter. You know, and um, some of you are like, man, I keep, you, y'all haven't played this yet. Well, we're not playing it because it's a fake video. Right. Uh, I'm not saying it's a fake video, but it's not. It's not him. It's not. It's a crash. Yeah, it's not that crash. 
So, uh, so if you're watching that and saying, "Hey, how come nobody's talking about it? It's obvious it's got a rotor problem." That yeah. that is not that's not a Kobe Bryant Mm-mm. video. That's just another incident, a horrible incident involving another helicopter. So, because this one, there's no footage of it going down because it was in such dense fog, you probably couldn't see it uh, until it uh, turned into the mountain. So. That's looking more and more the, the same way. So we'll see as information comes out. All right, we'll come back. 866 We Be Big is our number. 15 minutes to the top of the hour. Our website, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. All the information there uh, about the Rick and Bubba show, upcoming events, shop the Rick and Bubba store. Uh, find all the different ways you can consume all the content that rolls out of here on a daily basis. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes now to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Will of me could spin at any time on the program today or any show this week. If you make it to Friday, you know that's the day. That's what happened last week. Doesn't always happen that way, though. Could, could spin at any time on any show at any moment. So you want to pay attention for that. Uh, as we make our way back, other news today. Bubba Roy Moore uh, is back in the news today. Uh, and, uh, you know, Roy Moore is running for that Senate seat again. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, uh, undoubtedly, uh, Roy is, is, uh, huh. is, um, yeah, it, the, the, right now, you know, there's people say that Hillary Clinton, you know, is trying to get back in the race and Bubba's made that prediction. And there's a story today that, that, that seems to suggest stand by, stand by. And again, I would say to, to Mr. Moore, and I would say the same thing to Mrs. Clinton, um, does, does the last time you ran, do you not see that as an indicator? Of of how how it'll go, since you just ran last time and didn't win. Um, why do these people think if the same scenario is presented this time they'll win? Can somebody help me with that? Um, so you you ran and you lost, and then you say, "Well, I will tell you what, I'm just going to run again and I'll win yeah, this time." No no judgment of the people. No, no it just it, does, it just seems to be a, a yeah, little illogical. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just uh, especially in Alabama what, when it what, when it when yeah. it put a Democrat in. Yeah, that was a. I mean, we, we we got we got we got we got Dougie Fresh Jones on this. Yeah, dynamic yeah. Dougie Fresh Jones <laughs> uh, uh, on this. So you know, if an, if Alabama people can't even get a Republican candidate to win, then that's a you know, and you'd have to say the same thing about Hillary. If Donald Trump was such a you know such a joke and such a a cartoon and such a buffoon, what does that say about Hillary Clinton? She couldn't win. So um, yeah, no, 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 no. Remember, it was stolen from her. Oh, that's yeah, right. You're yeah. right, Greg. <clears throat> you see, we're going to remedy all those things that well, yeah. led to it being yeah. stolen yeah. from her. Well, that, right. there, that's what she's been There may about. be a, a little bit here with uh, with Roy Moore because he's suing conservative outlets, but they're not telling us. Do they tell us in here? Uh, it's Was- the Washington Examiner, uh, and he is suing them for what he says is fake news uh, for $40 million. Hmm. Uh, and... Um, Okay. So, so he's going to run for a second campaign. All right, for the Alabama Senate seat again, and he says that the Washington Examiner uh, were they were the ones who started all these accusations, and he says uh, just like the people in the state I want to represent of Alabama, I'm sick and tired of fake news. So he is going to uh, sue them. He says I'm not a person who suffers in silence. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a person of action. Does it say what what they actually said? 
It says here, it says that they had made accusations during the campaign that he had pursued romantic relationships with teenage girls while he was in his 30s. Well, he's going to sue a lot of people because I heard a lot of different outlets reporting that. But uh, I think they're saying he's saying they started it, though. That's right. where it originated. Well, well, isn't, that, isn't that what the article says? Yeah, yeah. but I, I got just a little bit of a question in my hands in the air. And <laughs> right, I'm just if, saying if, what If anybody saying. would like to call on me. Uh, Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity yeah. asked you the question if you pursued uh, romantic relationships with teenage girls while you were in your 30s, and you said you did, but yeah. their parents knew about it. I mean, I forgot about that. now I'm not saying that there was anything forced on anybody. That's not what I'm saying, but, yeah. but this yeah. doesn't say that. It just says they said I pursued romantic relationships with teenage girls when I was in my 30s, and, and Hannity, I was listening with my ears, these two ears right here, <laughs> asked you to clear that up. On his show, this was the day that Hannity was going to set you free, yeah, and and uh, and and finally put all this to rest. And then you said in passing that you did date some girls in your thirties, but their parents knew about it, and it and you had permission to. Which look, I may I may find that to be a little odd, uh, but uh, you know, but you did admit that is what you did. Now this other stuff, I'm not saying you did any of that, but I, I thought you yourself admitted you did that. Am I? That that did happen, and of course it was. I hate to say it, I, in a weird way, I was enjoying Hannity trying to go back and say, "Hey, let me go back now. What did you just say? Let me run that by me again." Right. Hannity That's, expected him to say, "No, I didn't do that." And correct. He, and then he he said, "Yes, I did." But <laughs> yeah. they had I had permission it, to do it. It was on the up and up, and yeah. I think it caught Hannity off guard. Oh, too. it one hundred percent caught Hannity off guard. Yeah, As a matter yeah. of fact, that was the end of Hannity's uh, <laughs> desire. He, he he tried to go with Plan B. Because it was funny, because they moved on to another topic, and, and Hannity said, nah, "Let me go back to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me walk yeah. you back to just a minute ago." I, I, he Hannity, to Bubba's point, thought he was going here. Every bit of this is one hundred percent false. I've never done that in my life. Right. I didn't date teenagers. Yeah, I heard the interview. I yeah, heard yeah. And, and then well, he, and then he says, "Oh yeah, but their parents knew about it." And Hannity's like, well, "Okay, that, whoa, whoa, that's <laughs> hey, like to have this conversation whoa. before we went live." <laughs> hey, tap the brakes here. Whoa, I mean, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait a minute. All I can say is, Roy, Roy, Roy. God love you, Roy, and and I, I, you know, and you've done a lot of good things, and and but boy, some of us, and, and look, hey, present company included, as I have said, there's nothing sadder for everybody else to know something's over before you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like this show, I hope we retire before y'all are talking to each other, going, you know, they're done. <laughs> uh, this is, I may have missed that window, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so you know, Roy, your political career is is over. I mean, it's it's and you. I'm like you, Bob. I, I like you better as a judge, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. um, this whole Senate thing just—it didn't go well. Uh, the Alabama people in, have have right now, as we speak, a Democrat in the Senate, a a Senate seat that you, the Republicans, could pretty much depend on Alabama to keep that number yep. with an R there. And all this we had to go through with you gave us d- dynamic Dougie Absolutely. Fresh Jones, and I, I, I just don't think the Alabama people are just going to move on. That. Yeah, and, and he went in and said he was going to represent the people's wishes, and he hasn't. I mean, he's been a party guy, and um, it, it hasn't represented our state well in the Senate. And, and right now we're on some of these issues where one vote makes a huge difference. I know. When I you know. come to some of these judges, when it's going to come to this impeachment, um, and, uh, you know, He's been in line step with Pelosi and Schumer and all that bunch, and uh, doesn't really represent our values. Yeah, look, there's people that Roy Moore can do no wrong, and I certainly understand that, and I'm not out to get Roy Moore. I'm talking about 
I'm talking about having, putting forth a strategy that will get that seat back, yeah. not going to a strategy and a candidate mm-hmm. that caused it to happen in the first place. Is that a fair political statement? Well, I think, too, you, you so know. Nothing personal. You, you know, yeah. Ronald Reagan used to have a saying, speak no uh, ill will of another Republican. And I think in that in that campaign, you saw it get pretty pretty ugly and nasty. And I think uh, I, I don't think the candidates themselves were behind all of it, but mm-hmm. certainly some of their um, some of their folks working for them carried those campaigns to some extreme places. And what happens is after it's all over, you need those people who supported that other candidate right. to come in and vote for you. And that's what didn't happen. The people who were in some of the other uh, supported some of the other candidates were so appalled by the process and what had been said about their guy, they stayed at home, said, I ain't going to support you because I think you're lying about my guy. I'm going to punish you by not supporting you, and it allowed for someone who doesn't represent us to be elected. Yeah, look, I, I like Luther Strange, but I wouldn't want him to run again because I don't think he can win. Yeah. You know, and, and that's nothing against Luther Strange. Right. It's nothing against Roy Moore. I think the two of them proved that that produced Doug Jones. Yep. So let's not do that again. I'm just a coach that says, Coach, who are we going to start? Absolutely. I wouldn't start Luther, and I wouldn't start Roy. I think Luther would agree with you. Yeah, he would. Well, obviously, because he's not, he's not trying to do it again. <laughs> you know what? Uh, top of the hour. If you leave us, have a big day. If you got more Rick and Bubba, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness. Faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again. To give the people what they really want to hear. And not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Seven minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We be big as our number. And here we go, a brand new hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler here. The Rick and Bubba interns. Happy Gilmore and uh, Stretch Armstrong, all ready to go. Welcome back for a brand new hour. Put your hands together. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us yet again. Yes, uh, Bubba, uh, we are back. We're going to walk through a story here. You know, Don Lemon is angry, and uh, you know, if you ever just want to, without fail, if you ever decide to dial over there and he's on the air, he's all he's very angry. He's very upset. He despises. Donald Trump and all who support Donald Trump, but now uh, it it may be that uh, there may be some backlash because Don Lemon and his little lemon panel uh, they they just don't know when to stop, uh, and it all starts with an NPR reporter 
saying that uh, Pompeo was rude to her uh, at one point, even asking if she could point to the, a map of where Ukraine was even located. Uh, and so this, 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 this then leads, you know, you can see somebody that has to deal with this all the time. It sure, gets fed up sure. with some reporter comes in there asking questions. I can't believe they he, can't even understand the answers he's giving. Yeah, I couldn't believe he could hear what she was saying. Cause yeah. usually the NPR people, you can't hear them. Right. Yeah, it's it's quiet. What'd you say? Yeah. Pompeo. Um, I, uh, I want to ask him, uh, right, what are we talking about? Crafting or what, <laughs> Ukraine? What? So, um, so here's here's lemon and his lemon buddies and they uh, <laughs> lemon buddies and, it's lemonade <laughs> and they uh, they get all nasty and I tell you what uh, all of you that support Trump a bunch of hillbillies yep that's and right b- b- bunch of uh, ingrates here we go and courtesy of CNN <clears throat> and it, obviously it's false and look he also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience, uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one and they're, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. You, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only the Melitas know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by the way, Ukraine. Oh, my God. But, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. But, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, you know what NPR should do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can I yeah, tell give you me what, a second. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. That was good. Sorry. Rick, you, that you, was a good one. I needed that. Okay, so okay. A lot of people are saying Trump ought to use this in a campaign ad. Oh, he just, probably just will. Play this. He probably will. Well, so it wasn't Don Lemon that said it was one of the guys they had. It was a Lemon panel. Right. Yeah. I think but, the way he was acting, though, was more embarrassing what the guy oh, was saying. Yeah. He, I, was, I, he was tore up. He, he, oh, he loved it. Hey, like, Lemon, I got a funny story. Careful. <laughs> All right. Careful. I saw his face. I was like, I made it just Okay. Yeah. Now you know, I see Rick. His look. I see his look. Why I said what I said in the break. Yeah, he's sitting there. This is him laughing. He's so glad to hear his little lemon panel, mm-hmm. you know, calling us all a bunch oh, of yeah. uneducated, <laughs> uh, just uh, backwards. Um, uh, but but the thing they conveniently forget here is they somehow have have taken Pompeo's stand away from him and said, no, 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 you're not calling the NPR person uneducated on geography it's all of y'all that are uneducated and you're just playing to the uneducated geography people who uh who, who love trump it is interesting that they the conversation actually went the other way it was pompeo saying that the reporter didn't know what she was or he was talking about and they took that and says no you can never say no 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 you cannot say that anybody on the left uh is uh, it doesn't know their geography that's all these Rubes that support Trump, and they start doing your little accent and making fun of you, and and uh, and Don Lemon's just loving it. I mean, he's just loving every minute of it. Huh? <laughs> he does get tickled. Huh? <laughs> he does. He's all funny. giggling. <laughs> well, you know what? I, it's 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 refreshing to me to see a liberal get to laugh every now and then. You know it because bless mm-hmm. their heart, yeah. it, the, everything's sure. doom and gloom. You like to have let them have a little laugh every now and then. Yep. So social media is really going after them pretty good. Because what they've done is they've taken the point 
that Limbaugh made the other day and, and Trump continues to try to make is this is not an indictment on a political candidate. So they're going to come and go. Uh, the most a president gets, as we've said, is eight years. They're not trying to eradicate Donald Trump. They're trying to eradicate the point of view of those who think that what's happening now for America is the right thing and the way we were headed uh, under the Obama administration was the wrong way. Uh, and this is political. That, that's, uh, and they're saying that the point of view uh, that uh, is held by the supporters of Trump, that point of view is based on ignorance and stupidity and, and backwardness, if backwardness is a word. See, they can mm-hmm. run with that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just remember, it's an indictment on, on the individuals in, the, in, the, in this part of America. Now, some of the things that these people do while saying that we are not smart is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Some, some of the basic things mm-hmm. that Don Lemon can't seem to figure out. Yeah. It, it just seems interesting to me that, that we're going to yuck it up and, and point to I just I, and I'll leave it at that. But I, I just it, it it's some of you know the things that they think can happen and the things that they believe in and they're going to call other people lacking the ability to to reason and have wisdom and and knowledge while they believe some of the things they believe is just bizarre. To yeah, them. it's very bizarre. Yeah, but know, I let them have their way. Yeah, That's things good. like you can continue to spend money you don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> this no, this is the party that spits in one hand and wishes in the other. Yeah, they're and they're, and uh, they're so intelligent. It's, well, okay. they are. Well, they're t- and they're going to talk. Like, I, look, I hope they can keep considering us to be rubes and all that for That's four fine. more years. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all this, all they just did was just electrify oh. the Donald Trump base. <laughs> you talking about stoke oh. that fire? Oh, my goodness. That, that, that it, it is a be, raging brush fire now. That, that seems to be the whole Democratic plan, I, mm-hmm. from this impeachment to everything else. It's like, let's, let's make Trump as strong as we possibly can. Well, remember, <laughs> what, they're, what they're living out, Bubba, is a life truth, okay? All of us, when we're squeezed, what comes out is who we really are. All it does is reveal the state of the person. Okay, people think these things cause certain things. They really just reveal the good, the bad, the ugly. And so what's happening is Donald Trump and the his bombastic way, it, it just hurts. The, I mean, they can't believe that anybody is fighting back. They can't believe that the things that are happening. And so what's happening, but, but they can't help it because you're right. What should happen is they should just be quiet and, and hope that the Donald Trump base gets lazy rest on their laurels and thinks they can just walk into the next election. I don't even have to vote today because Donald Trump's so on fire, right? But what happened is they've been squeezed and they've been pressured and they've been made angry. So when when they're made angry, they reveal to you who they really are. And when they reveal who they really are, then that electrifies the base to then make sure that they can do everything in their power to keep you from getting power back. It's a terrible strategy, but they can't help it because why? All of us will eventually live out who we really are, yeah. and especially when we're pressed. Especially when we're pressed. I, I think, really, if you were trying to defeat Donald Trump, I think you would have been better to leave him alone and just exactly. let, let him – you know, let let support kind of wane away of from him, and and you you could have had that, but you just can't help yourself. You're you keeping his base yourself. from thinking the next election yep. is a homecoming game. Yep, yep. You're making them think, oh, this is going to be a fight. We'll be back. Your phone calls are next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass 
the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. 21 minutes past the hour to the people we go. 866, we be big. Ryan is out of the great state of Alabama. Been standing by. Ryan, thanks for your patience. Others can get in. There is room for you. Hey, Ryan, thanks for uh, being patient, and welcome to Rick and Bubba. What's up, my brothers? I'm always going to be patient to talk to Rick and Bubba. This is Romeo. How y'all doing? Okay. Yeah, All right. Hey, listen, my brothers, I remember years ago in 95, uh, I went to, when I met you guys, y'all was getting ready to go up in a helicopter to do that. Yeah. Like, remember? Yes, <laughs> yep, absolutely we do. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember doing some hard prayers for you guys, me and, the, me and my buddies back in the day. Oh, yeah. But uh, check this out. Uh, Roy Moore um, actually didn't say that on hand. He didn't admit that. He said, uh, the way it went, he said, I normally wouldn't have, and that's what threw Sean off. And so he, he was like, he was expecting him to say, no, I didn't. But he said, uh, no, I normally wouldn't have. He said, did you? He said, well, if I had a, I would have asked their parents. In other words, like if they were in their 20s and I'm in my 30s, I would have had permission from their parents to take them out if I would have done it, took a, a, a young lady out. And, uh, I mean, that's the difference. He didn't say, yeah, I used yeah. to date young girls. He said, if I would have, you can pull it up and look at it. He said, yeah. and the reason I'm saying this is because I've worked security with Leonard Holyfield over the years for Roy Moore on the back scenes and everything over the years. I've known Roy Moore a long time. I truly believe he is a true man of God, just like I believe you guys are. I mean, back in the day, I used to tell people all the time, they said, why are you uh, hanging out with Rick and Bubba and rapping and opening up at their concerts? Because I believe the Lord's going to use them men someday. Yeah, I mean, I can see Roy, the hand of God yeah. on y'all back in those days. Yeah, but thank Roy you. Was a real man. He didn't do that, man. He really did. Well, no, the, I think you're misunderstanding, too. I'm not saying that he did anything criminal. I mean, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I I don't, but what I'm saying is it it was the way he was wording this with Hannity. He was just saying, well, if I, if I went out with women of that age and and it has, and it it has been, it has been documented that he did date, uh, girls or women that were of a, you know, kind of a, probably you and I wouldn't have gone along with if a man of that age, under his age. Yeah. And, and he said that his age, I agree. And he said that when he went, if he, if he went out with them, to your point, he always got permission from the parents. What he's saying is he never forced himself on anyone, nor did he do anything that wasn't approved by everybody involved. And uh, yeah. So, and, and, and and that, I turn that around. Well, well, I got to say rightfully. So I, I think, I think that, I think that, Sean was kind of taken back by the way it was. Yeah, now Sean was definitely right. caught yeah. off. He was definitely he, caught he, off he guard. Not normally, I wouldn't have normally dated younger younger girls. He said, but if I did take one out, I would have had her parents' permission. Right. Like if she, he wouldn't he right. have dated nobody in their teens being in his 30s, what he was saying. Yeah. I, would, uh, I mean, you dating a 26, 27, 25-year-old girl, and you're 31, 32. That's fine. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's he, all, guys. Well, I mean, well, I love y'all. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I always have. I always will. Thank you, buddy. I mean, I, I, uh, y'all keep doing what you're doing. And, Greg, I love you. Hmm. Uh, appreciate your coverage on the awards because I don't get to watch awards anymore. I just can't stomach it but uh, I, I truly enjoyed your, <laughs> your analogy on it your review thank, thank you. you you always uh make my day my man i love you i'm glad you're in the loop thank uh, you man. yeah and Roy the whole Mayo. thing what, what roy moore did or didn't do is not even the point i mean it's still didn't that, that's the reason why he got himself in trouble on the allegations which is why he's suing but but now and and we did bring that up and i appreciate you clarifying it but i also want to clarify it really doesn't matter now like i said the same thing about luther strange and, and seems that luther strange agrees with us I just don't understand the concept of I'm going to try to go back and do again, which didn't work the first time, and put myself back in the middle of all that again And I, with a lawsuit. I think, if, as I said, look at it as a football coach. Who you want to start 
in the Alabama Senate race against dynamic Dougie Fresh, and I would not pick Luther and I would not pick Roy because they couldn't beat him. And uh, and so I just wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Tim I sixty five South. Tim, go ahead. Yes, sir. Good morning, Biggin. Hey, Good morning, Tim. Uh, yes, uh, on this thing of uh, coming to the country uh, legally, my younger son's uh, wife, uncle, and aunt took them twenty years to get here from Colombia by doing it the right way. Yeah, it's difficult, and I've said many times, you know, the legal immigration process. I think we should spend time looking at it and maybe coming up with a way to expedite some of this and it not take so long and it not be so bogged down. Of course, it's the government, so I don't know why that surprises us. <laughs> you know, I have no problem with that, of trying to make the legal immigration process better, none whatsoever. But illegal immigration, that word illegal always jumps out at me, and it's it's just not wise to let to have open borders. It's not just not wise. It, it lacks wisdom. We continue, uh, Tim in Tuscaloosa. Tim, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Good morning, fellas. How about hey, it? I witnessed, I witnessed the space shuttle blow up live in real time. I saw it. On the TV, or were you there? No, I was there. Oh, man. Wow. wow. Tell us I about that. I was working. We were putting in underground utilities in an RV park less than 50 miles from where the crow flies from the launch pad. Wow. And we were watching the liftoff on a TV in the construction trailer. And then as soon as you walk out of the construction trailer you could see the rocket going over the tree lines. And it was it was a beautiful day like today. Mm-hmm. Not a cloud in the sky, and it just, boom, blew up. We couldn't hear it, but you knew something was wrong. And, and the eerie part about it was the clouds hung in the air, seemed like forever. Mm-hmm. The smoke? From the, from the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It just, and when it went in the three different directions, yeah. it was just, the, the, mm-hmm. it just hung there. Forever. Did you know immediately something happened just by visual? Yes, you knew something happened because, see, where I grew up in South Florida, and you could watch it on TV, and as soon as it lifted off the launch pad, you could walk outside your house and look northeast, and you could see the rockets going mm-hmm. up over the tree line. Wow. And it, it was amazing. Unforgettable it day. It all, all over the construction site the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah well, I can yeah. imagine. We continue. Carlos in Birmingham. Carlos, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Hey, Baba. Um, I just want to say something real quick that we Mexicans and we support Donald Trump. Don't think that we didn't support Donald Trump because the last time we voted for somebody, it was Donald Trump. So maybe not a lot, maybe a bit, but we did because the same uh, problems that we got in Mexico is because of the corruption in the U.S. Yeah. So that's the only main thing that I want to talk about. And uh, I do want to tell everybody to support Donald Trump because it's not, it's not a big, it's not a little deal. That's been behind back in the days. It's been a lot of uh, back in the days, man. That's all I want to say. And thank you for, for let me let me say this. Sure, no doubt. Well, I mean, I, I, he's made the point. Uh, everybody has done better under the Trump administration. Not, not. I mean, yeah. 
African Americans, Latinos. We've had a good run. Caucasians mm-hmm. and everything else we can think of. Honkies. Yeah, yes, Greg. Honkies <laughs> have done quite well. So thank you for that. But um, yeah, so uh, glad to say, yeah, it, it's not what is painted by the liberals. It, the, they want it to be. It's all a bunch of white people that are trying to, uh, you know, white supremacists and all these white people that are out to get you. That's who Donald Trump plays to and all that. And that's just absolutely not true. Bottom of the hour, more Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 oh, minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba, and Bubba show. Thank you for being I with us. Much to do going forward on the program today. Well, we got uh, an email from Roxanne in South Carolina concerning our partnership with Relief Factor. Here's what she writes. I have been recommending Relief Factor to all my family and friends because it works so well uh, and is all natural. No other treatment was helping relieve the pain of my plantar fasciitis. There you go. There it is. It's a killer. Until I started taking Relief Factor. Uh, Without it, the pain always seems to return. Uh, look, I've noticed this too. I'll have these aches and pains and I start thinking I'm sharp, thinking it maybe wasn't tied to relief factor. Then I'll go a few days and not take relief factor. Then it comes back and I'm like, Rick, can you, can you make the correlation there, buddy? Uh, so she says the same thing. Uh, we've been talking about this outstanding product for several years now. And a lot of you have, uh, have taken the test. That's th- the three week, uh, trial pack. Uh, you get that. It comes to you a little quick start. And see, somebody was asking me this just the other day. I said, in about three weeks, if it's not working, then sadly, relief factor is not the answer. But like Roxanne, within those three weeks, if it starts to relieve the pain, then you're in business. It's all natural, four botanicals. An omega-3 is in there, resveratrol, uh, carin, curcumin. And all of these work you know, the, uh, with the body's natural response to inflammation. But together, it's like the Avengers of inflammation. They can really help you, and they do it naturally without the side effects you find from the -the over-the-counter products and the prescription drugs. So go to rickandbubba.com, also a link at rickandbubba.com. Get the quick start pack ready to go. Bubba Profit Star could be looming. Uh, Hillary Clinton has said she just feels an urge. There's an urge. She thinks that she... um, uh, that she has an urge to run against Trump and says she would win if she does it. Now, I don't you know. Gotta, you got to watch those urges. Urges have yep. got Clintons in trouble before. <laughs> Boy, they have. Boy, they have. I don't know if I would I don't know how to use that term. Have a good day, Bubba. We'll talk to you today. Yeah. And you're And out. good day. <laughs> and see you later. <laughs> Uh, I told y'all along, she's running a shadow campaign right now mm-hmm. this, the, under the guise of the book tour. She's avoiding the debate. She's avoiding all of that. She's taking shots at people that she needs to, and uh, she's doubling down on her criticisms of uh, Bernie Sanders. What? What are you talking about, Hillary? Yeah, right. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the, she's ready to step in. I don't know exactly how she sees that she's going to pick up these delegates, other than jumping in at the convention when they don't have a clear majority. Mm-hmm. So she's got to keep she's got to keep all the ones that are in it to kind of an even level so that the the you know they can't come up with enough votes and then step in to go hey I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Bubba, here's here we go. Watch for a poll coming out saying that she'll win just about 2 weeks for the yep. uh, for the the convention. I'm going to hit you with a few delusional statements here. I, I I certainly feel the urge because I feel the 2016 election was a really odd time and had an odd outcome. 
Well, yeah, because you were a bad candidate and you mm-hmm. lost it for the Democrats. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton, you know why you lost? People don't like you. I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, you are the problem. You know, it's, um, you know, it goes back to the great statement made by the great Bill Searcy. Everywhere I go, there I am. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, our biggest issue a lot of times is ourselves. Hey, Hillary, people don't people don't get fired up about voting for you. And, and you know, the story of that election was how off the polls were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we we've kind of forgotten about that. Way and, off. And I think I think some of that was manipulated by uh, the you know people who were supporting her, wanting to discourage people from showing up because they thought it was already a done deal. But what it did, it only energized them, and their polling data obviously was wrong either. Because they they made a mistake, or they intentionally, you know, leaned it the other way. But you start looking at the internals of that; they always interviewed more Democrats than Republicans. I don't know how they thought that was going to come out right. Delusional statement number two: She believes Trump's broken promises and failed actions. Um, where are those? I mean, it's, you know what? Did she did she point to a particular one? She doesn't. She says that'll give the Democrats path to victory mm-hmm. because of his broken promises and failed action. Mm-hmm. I would say he's, the, the, he's the, worked the, pretty hard on everything he said he was going to do. The only promises uh, and action that have been failed are the ones that Democrats have gotten in the way of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how to break that to everybody. Uh, matter of fact, the, probably the people that want him to fulfill everything he wants to do, they probably want to get people like you out of the way. Wouldn't you just like to ask her, well, is the economy good? Do you do you think the economy's good or not? No, of course, they would say no. Can I take the smart aleck left here for just a minute and use your own words? You remember when you were all telling Trump, "Go ahead, please run, please run." I say to Hillary Clinton, "Please run, mm-hmm. please, please come in and 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 stir this whole thing up again." Keep in mind, it, it wasn't me. I don't know what something just odd happened in twenty sixteen. I tell you what happened: you ran. Yeah. Well, Rick, we still to this day, no one has come forward. And explain what all that metal was falling out of her yeah, pants. There we go. I, knew I it. almost go got through it. I win. And we were this close. Does it not? Do y'all do y'all have the answer? The over under was one minute. Yeah. Say, so, do y'all have the answer? That's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> I mean, they were just metal falling. It was like the Tin Man had can, run aground. Uh, can I tell? Know? Can I tell Hillary something too? Let me. But do you, does that bother you? I mean, what yeah. what is that? What's falling? Does that not bother y'all when metal falls out of somebody's pants? Shouldn't somebody go, that's my brace, that's my whatever? Yeah. I mean, I could accept that. You need a back brace or something. A lot of people do. Hillary. But when it's falling out like a car wreck out right. of you and they're trying to hustle you on the van, do you remember that? She passed out. She passed out. Yeah. Do you remember how crazy that was? Yeah. <laughs> Hillary, listen. Hey, it's Rick here. That was odd. Also because you and your husband seem to have this bizarre tie to death. People will tell you that they're all in on you, and then they might sneak into the ballot booth. There it is, right there. And vote for somebody else. By the way, that's my old van. Can we hear the audio, Rick? Let's hear the metal fault. See, she's stumbling around there now. No. There it is. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Y'all, I mean, what would it have hurt to suggest she's wearing a back brace and that is part of it fell apart? It, it is I mean, that doesn't take that doesn't take away from a, a candidate saying that they had a back brace that fell apart, is it? I don't know. Of course, most of them I've seen don't have metal like that sticking there. A little more, you know, softer, more comfortable. Yeah, you don't have nuts and bolts on. Might have been that. Well, they said right before it fell out and fell all over the ground. She screamed, "I'm a real boy." <laughs> Somebody said she said, "Help me." 
That, that was the most bizarre footage of the entire race, and that was a lot of it. Bubba, something odd happened in 2016. I think I'd yeah. win this time. Yeah, something real odd. Right. Well, well Rick, I've heard her. You know, she, she goes and does interviews. Voter suppression, that, that's mm-hmm. a big problem. Obviously, it called me that late when it came out late, even though he gave her a pass early. That killed her. She's talked about that. She, she blames everybody but herself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Greg. She sure does. Well, her idea of voter suppression is we just don't let people in certain cities vote three times. Exactly. Voter yeah, suppression. That, Excuse me. Yeah. You actually need to be a citizen. Yeah, or you get one time. Yeah. That's it. Well, here's another quote we can we can all take to the bank today. Madonna cancels 10th show in London. Quote, I have injuries that have plagued me since the beginning of the tour. <laughs> Madonna, you're too old to be doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. First of all, it looks ridiculous what yeah. you're doing. Right. You know, when you were right. younger, I guess you could do all that. But now you just look you look really stupid out there doing mm-hmm. it. And you've hurt yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ten yeah, shows some, that she's canceled. She's, huh? Some kind of injury of, of some kind. And... Um, what what she got metal falling out too? It could be, it could be. What's the deal with that? Uh-uh. Look, she's got a patch on her eye. Okay, yeah. You may know why. I don't know. Hmm. It's just uh, is that some style thing or something? Again, how ridiculous is that? Wow, look right had a there? lot of work there mm-hmm. on the old cheekbones. Yeah, Madonna continues to be, and I've talked about it her entire career. She's one of those people, and they're out there that never seems clean to me. It's a, every time I see her, I'm like, man, I wish you'd get a shower. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. like they, they just always look just a little go nasty. Got her up. You know? Little go nasty. You know what I mean? It's just like just somebody take a rag to her or something. Just, you know, something. Hose her off. Something, just, there's something about her that's just not <laughs> clean. in front clean. of that iPad. That's right. Who, who knows? Greg? And I'm not making fun because her eye works. That's right. just for style. Greg, you are making fun of her. You don't have to say that. No, no, her eye works. It ain't like she only has one eye. You're saying that's for style, not because it's yeah, something wrong with her eye. She's trying to be sharp. Yeah. It, it's, but you, don't say you're not making fun of her. No, you? I am making fun of her, but I'm not making fun of a handicapped person. Right. Thank you, Greg, for clarifying right. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going yeah, for. But you know, I mean, if she was, <laughs> God baited him. Let's, it was say so that, good. let's say she got shot in the eye with a pellet gun and lost her eye. Right. And she had to wear that patch. If I made fun of that, that would be wrong. I'd like to know how Madonna would but be shot by But she's just wearing a patch because she thinks it looks good. Right. And remember what these what these weirdo celebrities do, and, no, and nobody nobody <laughs> understands it. They do this stuff and laugh about it on the bus. Hey, I'm going to wear a patch with an X on it, and everybody start thinking that's mine. Oh, Michael Jackson was the best. He was. Hey, look, I'm going to wear shin guards. Yeah. You know what shin I mean? guards, yeah. arm brace. Right. Would y'all rather wear an eye patch for a month or earplugs? Eye patch. I kind of want to wear an eye patch. Ear you know plug. when? <laughs> what if you started it? I kind of, I kind of think I look sharper now. But I mean, you know, whenever <laughs> I, I've right? wore I mean, one, I, though, I don't want to need it. Yeah, but I, I'm just when saying, I've worn you want to do this when you want. Yeah. When I've worn one though, and you take it off, it kind of yeah, it does. Your vision. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want it. I don't want to. I don't want it to be necessary. If I if I wore one for style, yeah. I would put it on a different eye each day. Right, I would rotate. It. Oh, would you? Mm-hmm. Catch everybody back and forth. Now, what what are the earplugs doing? I can't hear at all. Oh, no, they're just stuck in you. I don't no, like I don't that know. feeling of no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you got to get them on in there and I just push them like on it. in. I, I the yellow like ones, the little spongy yellow I'll take eye patch all day long. Oh, really? Long. Yeah. Eye patch for me might be fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not to have to. Right. <laughs> but I'm talking about it. You'd play it off like you're really hurt to people. That you're just know. saying what I like to wear an unnecessary That's eye right patch there. or an unnecessary yeah. earplug, <laughs> and it's eye patch all day long. Yeah, if it's unnecessary. Yeah. I don't want to have the necessity of either one. But if, if I'm unnecessary, I don't want things. Arm sling or knee brace? Arm sling. Oh, I'm knee brace. No, I, I'm fine. outside of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Last phone troll of the hour. If you want to join us, you certainly can uh, at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And uh, we'll, we'll look at headlines we may have missed. Get to your phone calls. But first. I got a check Hello, Clint. Clint. I got a check we got a bench. Clint Davison's here. We also got Steve Marshak. Right there, Steve. Oh, hey. I, I, I eased up on it. Uh, also, Jill Marshak is here today. Uh, we've got Isaac, Jacob, and Ashley Davison also in that hangout. Everybody takes home a Rick and Bubba double CD today and a pound of BuzzBuzz coffee. And uh, we thank them for being here. Here's some headlines you may have missed. As some of you may be coming on the phones. Bubba, Grammy Awards ratings, ratings dip to all-time low. Well, just not completely shocked by that, Rick. No, Greg had, a, had a, a, a word he used to describe it. I won't use it here. Yeah. Uh, he said it was not a pleasant showing, uh, and he found himself struggling to stay with it. Uh, so the Grammys uh, and all these other award shows, they just get weirder, they just get more angry, and they just keep running off audience. Yeah. But, but I mean, are they, are they going to? Do they want people to watch it? I'm, I'm a little gray on. Is that? What's I think the Tyler, the creator, scared a lot of people when we <laughs> change the channel. Yeah, but also a Super Bowl coming up. George Kittle, the tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, told everybody that he's been playing through games with a severe injury, uh, and he talks about what he does for his pregame ritual to get ready to play. Uh, he uh, he made these revelations on Barstool Sports, pardon my take podcast. He talked about playing through a torn labrum. Yeah, he said it's completely torn, right? Yeah, he said, I dislocated my shoulder last year, and my labrum is completely torn, uh, so I don't get surgery on it. Basically helps me so it doesn't hurt all the time. He added that there was no chance he gets shoulder shoulder surgery in the future because he doesn't want to miss any workouts. Well, eventually you got to get it fixed. Right, yeah, he, he does. But he said he's got a sleeve he's been wearing mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. get him he's through the pain enough. and all that mm-hmm. for right now. So, yeah. I mean, he's not going to miss the Super Bowl, obviously. Oh, no. No, he's going to play. But he's been playing through the uh, through that. Hunter <clears throat> Biden has agreed to pay monthly child support. Oh, for the child he didn't have? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And that that <laughs> ends the standoff <laughs> over contempt of court because, you know, the court kept saying, you know, you got to come in here. we got to talk yep. about this. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so he finally did. Uh, and it says um, that the, the child support payments are to continue indefinitely uh, until some. I wonder what kind of salary he gave them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which one? When they set it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said it, it was really odd, and maybe this. I'm not saying this indicates anything, <laughs> but they set up, and you know how sometimes you can actually wire money mm-hmm. that the money to this woman is being wired from the Ukraine. What in the world? <laughs> That's weird. This, this seems a little. What's up with that? Just, this, 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 in the just world. a little odd. <laughs> but anyway, what a strange arrangement. <laughs> sure. Uh, but anyway, contempt of court. That's <clears throat> over. I showed um, you a picture yesterday, Rick, of a friend of ours who. Uh, had to travel to the Ukraine, and in the airport, I showed all you guys the picture he'd sent me. There yep. was a lady standing there. You know how they have signs mm-hmm. like they're picking up people. That was funny. That said Mr. Biden on it. That's right. <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, is that a local having some That's, fun uh, with the American flights coming? Or in, was or he on his way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, if uh, if you're de- if you're depending on the protection of the Royal Air Force, um, I guess maybe the Royal Air Force, the Air, the Royal Air Force. It's easy to say. It is. Uh, I think I'll do a broadcasting job one day. Uh, hmm. Probably, I guess, got stronger because they're saying this story. Charlie Hamerton, twenty-five, uh, and you know, it's sad that he was struggling with the deaths of his best friend, mother, and adopted mom. Said it all happened in a year, so he has left the Royal Air Force. Don't want to be insensitive. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Has sold all that he has. I don't know how, and, and is using that money to travel the world, but he's not traveling alone. 
He's traveling the world with his pet ferret. Well, at least he's got company. Mm. You know, and he gives us a picture of the ferret, and it's the ferret doesn't look doesn't as look happy thrilled. to be there as right. he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of death grip he's got on it there. Yeah. It appears to be struggling. Yeah. You're going to be my friend whether you want to be or not. I love the little leash on I'm it. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I hope it all works out for Charlie and, and his ferret, and, and certainly I, I hope he can work through his grief, but they're saying that everything he drummed up on selling everything was only, was less than $20,000 of U.S. money. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, bought a, he bought a camper van. How far are we? Said he there? Said he drove through 11 countries, Rick, mm-hmm. including the Arctic Circle uh, and all the way to southern Italy. Mm-hmm. With a ferret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With old greasy they'd ferret. Sleep, they'd sleep under the stars together. Well, how about that? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's a, you, quite a quote there. The ferret looks mm-hmm. like he's having fun. Talking about bandit? He says, I have less money now, but I'm a much wealthier as a person. Well, good. I, I hope he works out his stuff. Yeah. Little odd. You know, it's uh, certainly understand the getaway. I don't know why the ferret has to go. He's back to work now. He, uh, he oh, works, he did. He went back. He works to, at schools because you know they're back from the trip. Uh, says they, uh, he teaches youngsters lessons on building confidence, self esteem, outdoor living skills, such as camping and bushcraft. Now, what kind of job is it that you get to teach youngsters that? I guess maybe you, some like schools hire you to come speak in the mm, auditorium. Did you say? Would you say bushcraft? That that mean he had to work Look at on that one wood? picture. He's a member of the PLO, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't I, guess, miss. I guess if you're in the desert, you have to dress don't, yeah. like people in the desert. Don't, don't lose sight like of Yasser the, Arafat. Don't lose mm-hmm. sight of the ferret. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> it looks like every picture of the ferret is like has its mouth open, screaming. To get yeah, away. I think the ferret doesn't want its picture. It, made. Do, it doesn't look like it's as happy, or is he mm-hmm. making it do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's clearly. This is he was not ready because he's going through grief, which that's fine. Yeah, he wasn't ready for any uh, right. human relationships. And I tell you how you can ensure that won't happen: keep traveling the world with a ferret. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Do ferrets interact like a dog does, or do they just ignore you? Don't know, Greg. Wouldn't you think they'd be don't more know. like a squirrel or something? Yeah, I don't see a real bond. The only thing, Greg, mm-hmm. I can imagine in my life that would be bigger hassle is to replace the phrase what are we going to do about the dog with the phrase what are we going to do about the ferret yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's, that gets real rick i know you need help it? with this bushcraft is wilderness survival skills okay mm. All right. so, okay that's good yeah. that's good to know your camp craft your knife skills gotcha. those type of things got it living out in the bush that's it i got it apparently if he lets it go it runs off because of the leash that mm-hmm. yeah. it keeps on it well um it's uh i think this is clearly a. Some therapy. Uh, by the way, I've stood right there where he and the ferret are standing. Uh, but the, um, uh, you know, and maybe wow. maybe this is. Uh, and mm-hmm. you're not thinking he's schooled in survival skills. If it got tough, he could eat the ferret. He could. He'd know how to prepare it. He would. So, and, nice thought. and that may be why he keeps it around. You think his money started running out, the ferret started getting a little nervous? Yeah. <laughs> he looks hungry. When, you think, the, meal, when you, the meals got skimpier and skimpier. Yeah. You think, you, you, think the ferret, you ever th- think the ferret ever said, how much cash we got? Yeah, yeah. we good? <laughs> you, you hadn't been to work we in a while. Yeah, you, you, you haven't been back to work in a while. You hungry? We all right? <laughs> we good? 19 grand went quick. <laughs> yeah. Spent a lot of it on his van. So where did he come up with money to keep keep the van rolling? Not so he must have had more money than just that. I don't, uh, I don't know. Of, like had gasoline in it. Keep I mean, it he, going. Yeah, he I guess with to, the sale of his three cars and there. a bunch of other stuff, I guess maybe he just earned enough to Well they said the, the all he got then was about twenty grand. Right, but I guess if you're 
But you Benny had to little, buy the van. Yeah, you had to buy the van, I guess. But then if you're sleeping outside, maybe you don't. We got to have fuel. I, I'll give you that. You know, Adler's, Roger that. Adler's our expert on getting by with nothing like that. Right. Well, I don't know many vans that are that cost less than twenty grand that you're yeah. going to travel around eleven, 11 countries. Not, yeah. not showing up good. Not, <laughs> no. not showing up good. And some of that you've got to get across the water in a plane. Bubba, yeah. Rick, and Bubba.